Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Hello, good morning, beloved family. It is the Monday after the Sunday of the Ascension, and yesterday was the Sunday after the Thursday of the Ascension, for those of you who celebrate the Ascension on it and the Solemnity on its on its normal day, uh, on its traditional day. But we know that it's been moved to um, to Sunday, as many of the holy days have. And I've said before, it's a huge regret um, uh, for many of us because I remember growing up in my Jewish home and the holy days, um, we, we had to stay home according to our faith. And there were so many of us Jews in Brooklyn that they actually closed the schools on Jewish, um, not holidays, we, we did call them holy days. Um, just as we call them in the Catholic Church, they're not holidays. Um, they're holy days from which holidays came, that word. But they're days to be kept holy to the Lord, uh, consecrated, separate to the Lord. And so um, when we have to take off work or school or whatever it may be um, to observe the faith God has given us, then the world knows and, um, uh, and the, certainly the schools would know that, the world would know that, and, um, and our faith uh, would be preached throughout the world by our absence. But all that has been, has been changed, and um, I think it's primarily been changed because it's difficult for Catholics to take off midweek. Some people cannot do that without losing their job. I understand that. But Israel did not have an option. The people in the Old Testament had no option. You know, I have this job. My boss won't let me off on Yom Kippur. Can I, can I do it on Saturday instead? Absolutely not. There's no option. That is God's command. And so um, um, the church has allowed it, and so we have Ascension Sunday um, and many people hardly know what the ascension's about. They know our Lord um, went back to heaven to be at the right hand of his Father, um, but they don't know much else, and it's a, a real tragic loss of our faith, dear ones. Um, which is why in this time, when things are growing more evil by the day, um, we have decided to go through the Catechism Explained, a magnificent book commented by Reverend Francis Spirago. It is the Council of Trent. I've said again that the um, our current uh, catechism is fine if you sit down with your family or by yourself and read that through. It's not written for scholars. It is our faith. It's not a... Uh, so much a doctrinal. Well, it followed Vatican II, which was not a doctrinal council. So no doctrine of the church was changed in Vatican II, but it was pastoral 
to bring the faith since the Catechism of Trent up to date. In modern times, the faith can never be changed, but the practice of it um, to live in the present world, uh, the discipline of it uh, can be changed according to the times as long as that discipline does not change the truth. And much, much, much of what the church has done since Vatican II and with this COVID-19, they've had no right to do. They've had no right to do. Um, uh, Cardinal Burke, Cardinal Seurat, Bishop Athanasius Snyder, other good bishops and priests have said that this is what God has given. The sacraments are not man-made. They're divine. And no no one, not even a bishop, has the right to change a divine law. They have no right. Um, their consecration, their position, their authority is not over God's authority. And so much of what this generation has grown up with is a, uh, is a sorrowful Catholicism. And uh, we have been robbed of much of the faith. So... We cannot continue this way, beloved. We cannot control the world or politics or bishops or priests or the hierarchy. We cannot control what what men do. We cannot. Um, But we can live our faith. No one can stop us from living our faith. If the institution of marriage is destroyed, and again, God has put that in place, it will not be destroyed no matter what uh, abhorrent uh, um, relationships so-called are so-called approved of. They're not approved of by God. They are not. Um, In the Old Testament, homosexual unions The people were put to death clearly and immediately. There's no blessing of homosexual unions, beloved. So, um, and some bishops and others will say, but the church allows it. Um, You know, the church, uh, Frank Sheed, an apologist of the last century, once said that the church is the cause of the holiness of its members, of its people. But its holiness is not measured or determined by their response. I'll I'll repeat that. The church is the cause of the holiness of its members, of its people. But its holiness is not determined or measured by their response. So, um, if we're holy, if we obey the laws of God, as he said, repeated, Uh, in the New Testament, what he said to Israel in the the old, I am the Lord your God. Um, uh, You need to be holy as I am holy. And he said that, Peter wrote that, um, quoting it from God's words to Moses. We need to be set apart. We're a holy people set apart for God. God has done this. But just as in Israel, people, many of the kings of Israel, um, even priests uh, just destroyed. They didn't destroy the faith God gave, but they destroyed the people from living it. They were not good shepherds. They did not follow God, and as a result, the sheep were scattered and lost all over the place. That's what's happening today, beloved. 
many bishops, many priests are not following the church, not following God's law. And too many somehow have gotten the idea, I don't know where from, I have no clue where from, that because of position, let's say a bishop or a cardinal or anybody else, because of a, of a position, that position contains the power to go against God. It does not. It never. No human being has the power to go against God's law. Bishops are consecrated, priests are consecrated to um, to be, hold up God's law, to abide by it, and to teach the sheep to follow, which is the only way they'll get to heaven. Um, you know, I, I've been um, criticized by a number of bishops um, and others, um, I understand it. I, I, I wish I did. I really don't understand it. I, I cannot tell you I understand it because I'm not speaking against the church. I'm not speaking against bishops. I love the church. I love bishops. We wouldn't have the sacraments without them. We wouldn't have the priesthood without them. I just um, abhor when bishops don't follow their consecration, when priests don't follow their consecration, or cardinals, or anyone else who takes upon themselves the power to destroy the sheep and the faith. That's what I abhor. And I want to protect the world from them, from false shepherds, or from shepherds who have gone astray, or from shepherds who are weak and fearful, and uh, it's not good. It's not good. And many people say, but the church allows it. Well, I don't, I can't know that the church allows it. I know certain prelates within the church allow it, but again, they're going above God's law, which they have no right to do. No one has the right to bless homosexual unions. No one has that right. We all have not the right to sin, but with the freedom. We don't have the right to sin. We only have the right to do good. But we have the freedom to sin and to turn from God. And those priests, those bishops who have steadfast, who are steadfast, who have stayed with the gospel, who have stayed with the law of God, um, they've been persecuted. Um, uh, left and right, put out of their parishes, um, even some bishops. What do we do about that? Does that mean we compromise the faith and say, I'm sorry, and you go along? Absolutely, we don't go along, beloved. We don't go along. And at the rate bishops are going along, the sheep are going to be left stranded all over the place, as they were in Israel. So the only remedy I know, dear ones, the only remedy I know is for us to live the faith. We cannot live a faith we don't know. We need to learn, to study, and to live the faith. And that's what I want to do every single day for the rest of the time we're together. I've been gone the last Thursday and Friday of last week. I apologize. So I'm, I'm restating these things. And um, we're going to continue with the Catechism of Trent right after the break. Don't go away, beloved. We'll be right back, and we'll take your calls at the half-hour break. 
prayer of deliverance. Almighty God and Father, we beg thee through the intercession and help of the archangels, St. Michael, Raphael, and Gabriel, for the deliverance of our brothers and sisters who are enslaved by the evil one from anxiety, sadness, and obsessions. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From hatred, fornication, and envy. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From thoughts of jealousy, rage, and death. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every thought of suicide and abortion. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every form of sinful sexuality. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every division in our family and every harmful friendship. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every sort of spell, malefice, witchcraft, and every form of the occult. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. Thou who said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, grant that through the intercession of the Virgin Mary we may be liberated from every demonic influence and enjoy thy peace always. In the name of Christ our Lord, amen. The future of the family is grim. As Our Lady of Fatima said, the final battle will be for the family. It truly seems as though we're in the heat of this final battle and we need your help. Our mission at LifeSite News is to educate and activate readers with the information they need to defend life and the family and restore Christian culture. We are currently the most popular pro-life website on the internet with over 40 million unique users every year. And we've been experiencing an even bigger reach than ever this year. But we need your help to reach more of the 7.7 billion people on earth if we are to truly succeed in changing the culture. Please consider donating to help our mission of promoting the culture of life and fearless defenders of the faith like Mother Miriam. Visit give.lifesite.news.com to give today. Thank you for your support. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back. Welcome back, dear ones, to Mother Miriam Live. I'm thrilled to be with you. And we're going to dive in now to the third section of the Catechism of uh, uh, the Catechism Explained, which is the Catechism of Trent Explained, so that if we go through this, we know the whole faith. The whole faith. Since Trent, a couple of practices have changed but absolutely not one ounce of doctrine has changed. Truth cannot, never, can never change. So <clears throat> we are up to the preaching of the gospel. We started with faith and then the knowledge of God because we can't live for God if we don't know him. You can't live for or with a person who you don't know. You may know something of them. And you may know a little about them but you don't know them. Uh, as a couple gets married, uh, I remember my brother once saying that <clears throat> several years after he was married, he said to me, Roz, my given name, Rosalind Moss, he said, Roz, I can't even believe I married her because I love her so much now that I can't believe I loved her when we married. You know, in comparison, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. I've never forgotten it, obviously. Very beautiful. Same thing with God. We come to know him, and there's no way to know him and not love him. There's no way. 
There's no way to have the Holy Spirit of God, who is God, within us, and not love the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ, and God the Father. And so we need to get to know God. And this is how, by getting to know what he has revealed to us in Scripture and um, through the um, the tradition of the Magisterium, capital T, not the tradition of men, but the tradition of God. And so we are now on the preaching of the gospel, the truths revealed by God um, to men, by God's command, proclaimed to all nations of the earth by the Catholic Church, and especially by means of the living word, that is, by preaching. The command, excuse me, the command to proclaim to all nations of the earth the truths revealed by God was given to the apostles by our Lord at the time of his ascension. Our Lord, before ascending into heaven, spoke to his apostles as follows, quote, all is one of the first verses I memorize as an evangelical Protestant. All power is given to me in heaven and in earth, going, therefore, teach ye all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and behold, I am with you all days, even to the end of the world, end quote from Matthew chapter 28. But the important thing to note here, this is my comment, it is not the names, plural, of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Three persons are named. Why should it be singular? In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, because together the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are the one God. Three persons in the one God. For this reason, the apostles and their successors have never allowed themselves to be prohibited by any earthly authority from preaching the gospel. Oh, help. This was written following the Council of Trent. Unfortunately, the same has not been true following the latest council or latest anything. Listen to this again, beloved. For this reason, because of the command of God to preach the gospel, the good news of salvation, the only way we get to heaven all over the earth. For this reason, the apostles and their successors, who are the bishops today, have never allowed themselves to be prohibited by any earthly authority from preaching the gospel. It's no longer the case. Bishops have been prohibited. They have prohibited their priests rather than standing for the truth even to the cost of martyrdom. They have let the faith, once delivered to the saints, take the brunt of it. They've rather had the faith distorted than live for God, no matter what the consequences, with no compromise. Nor has the church, now I'm reading again, nor has the church ever been turned aside from fulfilling her mission of preaching the gospel by the opposition of the world. Now, in one sense, that's not no longer true, dear ones. Nor has the church ever been turned aside from fulfilling her mission of preaching the gospel by the opposition of the world. Well, it certainly has been now. 
the world says we can elect a so-called Catholic um, president who who's, uh, who claims to believe one thing and lives another. Uh, other people who claim to be Catholic, instead of uh, putting them out of the body of Christ, as the scriptures admonish, uh, we just complain. Uh, we just talk about them, and we don't help them, and we don't care about their salvation. Um, we don't, because from the Vatican on down, it's okay that they receive the Blessed Sacrament. It's an abomination. So the church has not been turned aside in truth, in its essence, because the church is Christ, beloved. He is its head. We are its body. And never God will keep the church and lead it into all truth till the end of time. That's his promise to the disciples. That's his promise. And so the church will never be extinguished, no matter how much of a remnant. It, it started from a remnant. It may go back to a remnant, but it will last till the end of time. There's absolutely no question about that. There's also no question that Our Lady's Immaculate Heart will triumph. No question. But what a mockery we um, have made of the church before the world. What a mockery. A priest speaks one line of truth and he is put out by his bishop. Unbelievable. The twilight zone to me. But it's the world we're living in, dear ones. And we cannot hide. The only remedy is to live and proclaim the truth. The next sentence here in the catechism is, nor has the church ever been turned aside from fulfilling her mission of preaching the gospel. By the, operate, by the opposition of the world, even now, in many countries, the state seeks to make the church dependent on her. It is in consequence of the command given by our Lord to the apostles that the popes send missionaries to the heathens and issue papal briefs and rescripts to Christendom that bishops send priests throughout their diocese and publish pastoral letters that parish priests instruct their people by sermons and catechisms. It's almost the opposite today, dear ones, that priests are not allowed to preach the full truth. And as a result, they wind up preaching heresy and bishops. While the Catholic Church spreads the word of God by means of preaching, Muslims spread their beliefs with fire and sword, and Protestants by means of the Bible. It, now, um, I, I, I can't resist interrupting there because I spent 18 years as an evangelical Protestant, read the Bible through every year and tried to save Catholics. But you see, it's a, it's a truncated Bible, Martin Luther took out, uh, I learned by Protestant pastors that Catholics added to the Bible. They did not. Martin Luther single-handedly at the Reformation took out over seven books from the Bible at his whim. He took out more. He took out some new, they're all Old Testament. He did take out James and other New Testament books, but his own people fought him and um, he put them back in. This goes on to say, it is an error to suppose that Holy Scripture is the only means intended 
by Almighty God to communicate to the nations of the earth the truths of revelation. It was the will of God to make use of preaching for the conversion of the world. Our Lord said to his apostles, Go and teach all nations, not go and write to all nations. Out of the apostles only, two of the apostles wrote. Only two of the apostles wrote. All the rest preached. I'm trying to think. Um, Matthew, Luke, Mark. Um, I'm trying to get where there's two of the apostles wrote. Hold on now. Our Lord said to us, go and teach all nations. Out of the apostles, only two wrote, all the rest preached. Um, we can come back and, and uh, go over that. Um, because Mark wrote for Peter, and Luke wrote uh, the book of Acts. So, um, so Paul... And Luke, I'm thinking he's thinking here. I'm not sure. Um, But I do know that um, uh, I remember when I was in in mission, in mission with um, uh, the Protestant Church. I uh, went through a four-year missions program. I was on the staff, taught and and ran a Bible institute at night, uh, all of that. Um, And I was looking into the history of the church, and I saw, and of the Bible, and I remember coming across an article that until um, 1405, I think it was, there was nothing written whatsoever People were illiterate. There was no printing press. The only books that were written, including scripture, were written by hand. It took a year's salary and about that long to write for scribes to write the Holy Word of God. And so um, there was nobody. Uh, And so how did the church learn? How did Christians for 1,500 years learn the faith? They learned it through the preaching of the gospel uh, by bishops, by priests through 1,500 years. The church never went underground. It never stopped preaching. Um, And they learned by the holy stained glass windows, by all the pictures. That's how they learned. And they loved it, and they absorbed it, and they knew the faith because they were preached to, not simply by one book, And again, that book was not put together, the canon, until the 4th and 5th, Hippo and Carthage, till the 4th and 5th centuries. They didn't even have the Bible. They had parts of the Bible, but they didn't know what the Bible was. It was the Catholic Church, the popes and bishops who wrote the Bible, and it was the popes and bishops who put together the canon, the rule, the whole of what was Scripture and put a cover around it. And so that was the Catholic Church who gave us that. And it was the Protestant Martin Luther, Protestant, who decided to take out quite a bit of the Bible. 
single-handedly. And that's what the Protestants use today. We'll be right back, dear ones. Love learning more about the church, but confused or disheartened by the struggles we are facing today? Follow LifeSite News Catholic on Facebook, Twitter, or sign up for LifeSite Catholic emails and stay up to date on the constant stream of news about the Catholic Church. Our church is in a time of crisis, and we as laity have a responsibility and a duty to educate ourselves and stay true to the faith. LifeSite News Catholic is dedicated to keeping the laity informed and educated. To follow us, go to Facebook or Twitter and search LifeSite News Catholic. As Mother Miriam always says, we must live as if it were true. As a non-profit lay organization financially independent from your diocese, our apostolate is listener-supported. The Station of the Cross thanks our supporters who have enabled us to broadcast Catholic programs for more than 20 years. Through your generosity, we are able to inspire countless listeners with the gospel message and help lead them to a parish to be spiritually nourished by the sacraments. Thank you for your continued support, and may God bless you and your family. Podcasts of our network-produced shows are free for your listening pleasure at thestationofthecross.com and on our free iCatholic Radio app for Android and Apple mobile devices. Be uplifted in your faith and inspired to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Listen today at thestationofthecross.com or on our iCatholic Radio mobile app. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. I'm thrilled to be with you and we have a whole half hour to ourselves, and you may call in with any question you have. Um, doesn't have to be what we're speaking about. The heart of the matter is the matter of your heart. And um, I want to, well, you know what, I don't know if Life Funder is still up. Um, it should have been over already. Let me just double check that. Um, it is. It is. We raised 111 million of 200,000, so we could use another 89 million between now and May 21st when we close on our new house. Um, we'll be all right. God has never failed to provide, beloved. And I, I hug all of you. I bless you. I bless God for you. Over 700 people have donated to raise the 111,000. I'm just so grateful. And so for those who would still wish to contribute through Life Funder, just go to our uh, home website uh, for the Daughters of Mary, Mother of Israel's Hope. It's www.motherofisraelshope.org, and you can click on the Donate button and donate. Um, 
through our website or you can click on contact and you can send a check or uh, anything, anything that you wish to do. Um, we thank God for you. We still need the finances and then we're going to need a little more to do all the construction um, in the house. Even though we haven't closed on it, we were already tearing out walls. So, um, so we're very excited about it. And it'll take about three months for us to complete it. So we're looking, well, now it's about two and a half months. So let's see, June, no, three months. We're looking in to be, it, to be in there by mid to end of August with all the work that needs to be done. And we have um, a few, I mentioned this before, in our beautiful temporary quarters that have been loaned to us. Um, we have um, three rooms free to have uh, women come and spend two days, two weeks, whatever amount of time they wish with us, if they wish to discern a vocation with us, because as soon as we are in that house, we can be taking in a number of women. And I mentioned once before that we have seven openings still. We have women who are coming, but we don't have... um, we're, we're taking a little time to, uh, to decide those seven. So we have seven openings uh, for women from ages 18 to 28. We have four openings uh, from women ages 39 to 40. And then we have, oh, I don't know, 50 um, requests for women that are over 50. We have, um, we already have so many um, uh, inquiries from them and beautiful women. I wish if we had a hundred rooms, I would take all of you because we do take all ages, 18 to 118. I've said that many times that if you happen to be 119 and you can keep our rule, we will take you. Um, but we need a balance just at all, as all even, um, uh, I, th- I think of the, uh, I spent a, a little over a week with the Divin. Dominicans of Nashville. I have visited um, the Ann Arbor Dominicans and the um, oh uh, the beautiful uh, Gower sisters, uh, Benedictines of Mary, a Queen of the Apostles, who now are in Abbey and Mother Cecilia is an abbess. They've already opened another house. It's just so 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 beautiful. And when you go into such orders that have been around for a long time, you're going to have a balance of ages. You're going to have women that have been there for 50 years and those that have been there for six months. That's what we want. We want the mixture of ages, even though we're just starting out, to give opportunity to older women uh, who uh, desire to enter religious life and also um, to young women so and women of all ages. So that's what we're doing. So if you want to inquire and you're between 18 and 40 at the moment, um, just go to our website, www.motherofisraelshope.org. Click on, um, well, you can do a number of things. Click on the contact button and just get our email address, which is vocationinquiry at motherofisraelshope.org, and send us a little email a short one, a little paragraph about yourself, your age, your address, include your phone number. Um, and also, if you think you have any major issues in the way, I'll tell you, no matter how young you are, dear ones, if you have been married even a year 
and you're now divorced, if your marriage has not been annulled, you need to wait until you have the annulment in order to even apply. Because um, if you're married uh, truly, then you come into religious life to marry our Lord, to be his spouse, and you can't do both. Um, So uh, if you've been married, go ahead and um, if you, if the church grants you, grants you a decree of nullity, which does not break up a marriage, it does not break up a marriage. Um, it is not a Catholic divorce. It says that the marriage to begin with was null and void. It may have been a civil marriage, but not uh, legitimate, not true in the eyes of God. It was not a true Catholic marriage, in which case, civilly, you can get the divorce but in which case you've never been married in God's eyes. Um, And then they issue a decree of nullity, which says the marriage never took place, and then you're free to enter religious life. Okay, our toll-free number is 1-877-511-5483 or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We have an email from somebody who writes in anonymously and says mother miriam how does one overcome an overwhelming desire to be successful i know i should be thankful for all i have rather than dreaming of things i'm not i I am yet to attain but i cannot help but see other successful people around me and feel like i'm not doing enough It is not envy, but rather a feeling of disappointment with myself. Thank you for all that you do. Oh, my dear one, my dear one. Remember, Mother, I think of a statement Mother Teresa said, God uh, does not look for our success, only our faithfulness. Our faithfulness to live our vocation, to live our gospel calling, which is a life of holiness and faithfulness and bringing the gospel to others. Um, how does one overcome an overwhelming desire to be successful? And then this person says, I know I should be thankful for all I have. Well, you probably are thankful, excuse me, for all you have in, in some measure, even though the thanks probably has grown a bit cold. But to not be overcome with the desire to be successful. You cannot be thankful for things alone, things or positions or awards or success. You need to be thankful for who you are. If you are thankful every minute that you breathe, that God, out of the millions of people in the world that do not know him, that are not even on their way to heaven, and haven't even heard the gospel, that somehow God, through all of that, reached down from heaven and saved you. He doesn't save us whole as the people of America or any other country. He did that with Israel, but he does it with no one else. He saves us individually. He saves us individually. And I remember going from a life that didn't have a reason to exist. I was very successful in business. I ran two companies in New York. I traveled the world. I was very successful. I had everything the world could offer me. And I was 
absolutely miserable and had no reason to live before Christ. You need to meditate, my dear one, on the fact that of all the people in the world, why you? That's what I live with all the time. Why me? People say, well, why don't they believe? Why don't they believe? Why don't they? I don't know why anybody doesn't believe because I don't know why I do. It has nothing to do with me. I remember the grace of God totally flooding my life and leading me gently to give my life to him. There'll never be an answer. Why am I saved? Why do I love God? Why do I want to live for him? Why do I want to give up the whole world, including my own life if need be, to honor and love and glorify God? Why? I don't know. It's what God has done in me. And so, my dear one, forget the world. Forget the world. Forget a way to not be overwhelmed with being successful. I think you need to believe Now, if you love God, and I believe, I I think you do, you're writing in on the station of the cross, I'm going to guess that you do, and you're, you're, you're asking the right question. You want to be freed from what is not godly, and, um, and you say it's not envy, but a feeling of disappointment with myself. Envy doesn't want other people to be successful, other people, so it's disappointment with yourself. Well, Don't be afraid of being disappointed with yourself. It's not right. It's not what God would have you to do. But what do we have that we haven't received? So you either think that yourself, if you're disappointed in yourself, that your self-worth is tied up in what you have or what you achieve in being successful, and it's not. And that thought will keep you from God, even perhaps one day have you turned from God. You need to believe that your consumption with that, your overwhelming desire, is not from God. And if it's not from God, it's from the devil, my one, my brother or sister. It, if it's not from God, it's from the devil. It's from nobody else. And so you need to believe that you are not being guided Either by the, by, you're not being guided by God, either by your sinful flesh or the devil, and in either case, you need to turn from him. The young man, the young rich man came to Jesus, what, what must I do to gain eternal life? And he said, keep the commandments. And he said, but I do. And Jesus said, sell all you have and follow me. At which point the rich young man walked away sad because he had a lot. And he wasn't going to do that. And that's when Jesus said it's harder for a camel to enter the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter heaven. So I think the way for you to be transformed, my dear one, is I'm taking a long time to answer this because I'm really trying to think it through as we speak. Give everything you have away. Give it away. Whatever your success is, if you have the best showy car in the world, give it to a poor person who can drive or a a poor mother and father with children. What are they going to do riding around with a a Cadillac or a, a lot of better cars today? That's all I'm thinking of right now. 
Who's good? How, who's going to believe they got the money for that? Give it to them. Give it to them and go get yourself a used car that works. Give everything you have away. Your stereo system, sell it and give the money to the poor. Sell everything you have and give the money to the poor. And the only riches you have, my dear brother or sister, is to have Christ. If you have Christ, you have the whole world. Give everything away. Keep only what you absolutely need. And then go and spread the gospel. Be a missionary for God. Go all the way. You're too overwhelmed with this. You're too consumed. No half measure will help you. Like the rich young man, take it from Jesus speaking to you. Sell all you have. Give to the poor and follow him. There is the music for our break, dear ones. Call in during the break, toll-free, 1-877-511-5483 or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We'll be right back. Praise be to Jesus. Hi, this is Joe McLean, host of the Catholic Drive Time Morning Show, joining you on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network each weekday morning at 7 a.m. We'll keep you informed and inspired with insightful guests and breaking news stories of the day. That's the Catholic Drive Time, weekday morning, 7 a.m. on the Station of the Cross and the iCatholic Radio app. We'll see you then. May God love you. Hello, beloved. This is Mother Miriam. Would you like to wake up each morning to inspiring sermons from knowledgeable and faith-filled priests? You can tune in to Sermons for Everyday Living every day at 6 a.m. Eastern on the Station of the Cross. You can listen on thestationofthecross.com or anytime on the free iCatholic Radio mobile app. God bless you. LifeSite News is an international news agency devoted to defending life and family and restoring Christian culture. We aim to educate and activate our readers with the information they need to fight the most crucial battles of our day in their churches, workplaces, and families. Our motto is Caritas in Veritate, love in truth. We firmly believe that promoting the truth is an act of love, however hard it is to hear. Over the last 20 years, we have built a reputation for uncompromising reporting, no matter the cost. LifeSite News is by far the most popular pro-life website on the Internet, with over 40 million unique users every year and growing. Check us out at LifeSiteNews.com. to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam live. I'm happy. It's thrilled to be with you. And this is our last segment. Call in with anything on your heart, dear ones, at toll-free 
1-800-273-5483 or email at mother at the station of the cross dot com. One moment. Hold on. From uh, Anonymous in Massachusetts. Are you there? I am. Can you hear me? I can hear you well. God bless you. Go ahead with your question. Well, I um, this vaccine thing has gotten me so... I don't know what to do. I really don't want to get it, but there's such conflicting information, even right within EWTN and Ave Maria Radio. I know you. I know where you stand on it, but sometimes there are shows that have doctors that are for it. And I honestly, that's where I start getting very confused because I do not want it. But then when I hear these doctors talk about it, I think, oh, I should go get it because what am I doing? I, I, I should just go get the vac- vaccine and just be done with it. But it makes me very anxious and I, I don't know what the right thing to do is anymore. I'm, I'm getting... Yeah, I don't blame you one one iota. <clears throat> the tremendous confusion out there. I'm going to stay as far from that vaccine myself, and so are this whole community as we can get. Uh, you know, is any vaccine, um, even if it weren't made with some of them now, some of them have backed off or t- made or tested with fetal cell lines. Um, there's no way it. Th- People, thousands of people have died from it. Thousands have died from it. Others have been distorted. Uh, they've been crippled. They've been blinded. It, it's terrible. Because apart from fetal cell lines, it, it, it came out overnight. They all came out overnight. It normally takes, I don't know what it takes, a few years to test these things on animals and others and everything else, and they just overnight, and we have become the guinea pigs. It's insane. And so it's insane and utterly immoral, immoral. And I personally believe that two people who are big leaders in this world have said, why waste a good crisis? It's crazy. Um, And so um, there's two sites I would refer you to. one is Children of God for Life. Do you know about that one? Children of God for Life. Um, they, uh, if you go to their website, and let's see what it is. Um, home of Children of God for Life. Let me just give you the... It's just C-O-G, Children of God, and then the words, F-O-R-L-I-F-E, C-O-G, for F-O-R, life.org. All kinds of information on there. Stem cell research, vaccines, uh, fetal and stem cell, uh, what action we can take. And they update. Uh, they up to, Here's guidance on getting the COVID-19 vaccine from Children of God. I'm clicking on that now to see what it says. Here's <clears throat> um, <clears throat> a compilation of information about four vaccines in the U.S. market. Um, and they continue to update things. So, um, all right, I'm, I'm clicking on it. Um, end the use of aborted children in research. Um, uh, okay, there's so much information here. Um, people want to use 
uh, cell lines from miscarriages. And you can't. You can't have a living cell line from a dead from dead tissue. You cannot. That's why the abortion issue is so horrific, because the baby has to be alive in order for the cells to be usable, in order for the liver to be sold, and the baby's organs, the heart, the baby has to still be alive. The organs still need to be viable. It is a horrifying, horrifying situation. Um, I came across um, yesterday a list of, um, also it's on Children of God for Life, aborted fetal cell products. We went to, um, we were at a, a confirmation um, uh, outside of Beloit uh, a Sunday ago, and we were at the home of a number of people where one uh, well-informed gentleman told us that when you see the words, natural flavors on food, processed food, packaged food, canned food, vitamins, doesn't matter. It could be anything that's packaged or processed. And you look at the ingredients, most things say natural flavors. Most things say natural flavors. And he said, because he found this out, um, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that fetal tissue is used but it could mean that fetal tissue is used for natural flavors, which means there was a time, and I, I see it here, that major Pepsi, Kraft, and Nestle's used fetal tissue in all of their products to enhance the taste. Can you imagine? Can you can even the thought of it was so disgusting that the sisters and I went through our cupboard and we threw everything out from those three companies. Um, and there's an update now on aborted fetal products at uh, Children of God for Life. Uh, just click on vaccines. There's a company named Sonomi um, and their partners who developed um, uh, a product that they sell to these major corporations and I think the products themselves are what, like MSG, stimulate uh, the taste buds. Um, so the natural flavors, well, they're listing the ingredients. Why don't they list what the natural flavors are? So here's a little bit of an update from a few years ago. Pepsi beverages. Are you still there, dear one? Yes, I am. Okay, good. Pepsi beverages no longer are on the boycott list. Um Sonomi's will not use aborted fetal cells in any of the PepsiCo research and development, but they did. Now they're safe. I think Kraft Cadbury Adams is safe. Also, um, uh, they ended their contract with Sonomi's and no product was brought to the market. So they would just made their products, tested them with it. Um, uh, but product list undisclosed in some companies, uh, at Ginomoto, North American spices and seasonings have um, aborted fetal tissues. Nestle's products, listen to this, all these have the aborted fetal tissues, and the only way you know it is by the word, nat forget vaccines, natural flavors. All refrigerated coffee creamers have fetal tissues in them. 
um, Magi brand instant soups, bouillon cubes, ketchup sauces, seasoning, instant noodles. And here are products that contain aborted fetal cells. Protein, they contain either aborted fetal cells, the protein or the DNA from aborted uh, children. Um, Neocutis anti-aging skin cream, and it goes through all kinds of cosmetics. Um, it, it's awful. It, we're in such an evil world. Um, there is a a beautiful site of doctors, and let me see if I don't think I'm going to be able to get them for you. There's our closing music. I'm going to just try, and then you, if I'm successful, go on to that site. If I'm not, no, they don't. They don't. They don't. I don't have a new email on it. As soon as I get a, an update email on them, it's doctors on top of this vaccine. You need to camp on that website. I would say stop being confused. Don't do it. There are beautiful remedies and preventatives for not getting COVID. One of them is taking lots of vitamin D uh, daily. We'll see you tomorrow, everyone. God bless you.